Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my, and I know I'm going to butcher this, I, I know we practiced beforehand the name, but let me give it a shot again. Mauricio. Yeah, that's cool. It, that's, was it right or was it wrong? <laughs> uh, yeah, in Spanish it's Mauricio, but it's Mauricio, it's okay. You make it sound cooler than I can make it sound. So, <laughs> but anyway, so you're from New, uh, from Mexico City. So, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for the invite. It's great to be here after That's all great. this time. Yeah, it's Thank great you. to have you. I know that we've interacted on Twitter here probably the last couple of years and stuff, and just kind of talked about this and that over the last couple of years and stuff. And so, I was looking forward to having you on. So, you know, we'll start off with you know how you became a fan and when and and all that. Sure. All right. So, um, yeah, as you as you told uh, earlier, uh, I'm I'm from Mexico City, born and raised here, um, and um, I became a fan. It was probably back in '88. I was 11 years old, and uh, I do have the the moment. Actually, I tweeted about this uh, with you uh, some months ago, but. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I have a big brother. He's five years older than me. Okay. So, so by that time, he 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 already had a car. Uh, I don't know in the states, but here you can start driving at sixteen. Yeah, uh, here. same here. Okay. So so he he had a brand new car, and uh, he had probably. I'm I'm not sure if I, if I'm going to be very accurate about this, but uh, discmans were uh, were coming out, uh, taking over the Walkman at that uh, point. So what year was this? 88, probably. 88, OK, so you're showing your age. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I anyway. I don't, I don't mind. I'm 44. I'm proud of my 44. Hey, so, uh, 44. That's great. Yeah, so um, so probably it was uh, my brother uh, having a Discman in his, in his uh, car uh, of course, cars had no no uh, uh, CD slot yet, um, but you had to to uh, this. This is going to bring memories to to a, a bunch of people, I'm sure. Uh, you had to insert a cassette, like an adapter, and then connect that that cassette had a cable that came out, and you put it in, plug it into the, the 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 CD player. Um, and uh, if the car moved a lot, you got a, a lot of uh, bumps and jumping on the music so it was the you, you had to hold it if you if you were a, a passenger you had to hold it tight so the music won't stop uh, won't, won't start jumping so <laughs> i remember uh going with my brother uh to to we were on our way to to cut our hair um uh, and and uh I, I don't know why but i but when we got there he he he, he went first i i remained in the car uh and started listening to to lay your hands on me but for me it was i don't know if it was the first time i heard it or it was the first time i heard it with this big volume and and it was like oh my god what is this so uh the intro you you know lay your hands has got to be one of the biggest intros from uh bon jovi's uh, history that, that uh, whole you know, just for a, a side note here, you, you know, with the, the, the drums and David's keyboards, you know, that minute or two intro was just awesome. And the way they did that live, too, you know, to, to start some of their shows, whether it was on the New Jersey tour or even on these days tour when they had the, the marching band do it. Man, what, what a great way to pump up the crowd. But uh, yeah. anyway, so, so with your story. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, so, so that was the beginning. I mean, uh, this big intro and 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 then the the drums and, and the song starting, and um, I, I probably this this is something that happens to a lot of people. But uh, for me, uh, when I like uh, uh, an artist, a band very much, it's much about the voice, and uh, and and. John's voice, I mean, uh, yeah. th there's a lot of uh, discussion throughout history if, if he has or he has not a great voice. I, I think he has. Uh, best, best singer in the world and still is my favorite singer. Yeah, and uh, but but it's it's not just about being a good or bad singer. It's it's about what what that voice makes you feel. So it, it, it's the way that you deliver the song. OK, so 
Exactly. Anyone can, well, I guess not anyone, but, you know, you can sing a love song, but you had to sing it in in an emotion, especially when, so, you know, there's songs that I like that song that the actual artist didn't write. I always respect a song more when I know someone like John wrote that song from a personal experience, personal experience, you know, perfect example, I'll be there for you was primarily written by Richie, but also a little bit by John or, you know, let's use better Rose as a better example, better Rose was written by John. There was a lot of emotion that came from that song when he wrote it. Okay. Now the way that he sang it in the song and the way that he performed it live, there's a part of him that just grabs it from that part that wrote that song and puts a lot of emotion and passion into it. And that's what makes a song so great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit off topic here, but now that you mentioned Bed of Roses, uh, the other day I was listening or, or, or uh, not only listening, looking at the Keep the Faith and Evening with Bon Jovi video. Oh, man, oh, what an amazing I video. Seen that in a lot of years, and 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 it was like wow. Uh, this yeah. this was one of the first times they did this uh, live, and Bed of Roses. Uh, it's wow. It's it's amazing how he does that. You know, you mentioned an evening with Bon Jovi that '92. Um, so pe- people, most people that are watching this know what we're talking about, but just in case, uh, an evening with Bon Jovi was a uh, VHS at the time released in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the very first shows that the band did uh, in preparation of the Keep the Faith tour. And I think they recorded it in New York. And it was a show where they just did some, co- it was a big round stage. Mm-hmm. And they did covers, amazing cover, we've got to get out of this place. And then they also did their own songs from the 80s and then new stuff from the Keep the Faith. But I'll tell you, I think my favorite performance from that uh, concert was Bad Medicine. I absolutely loved the way they did that. That was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Very yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's funny how how Bon Jovi uh, uh, is 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 a reason of unplugged and that yeah. uh, because of that MTV performance. Uh, I think that was uh, probably in the late eighties. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And then they did this VH1. Uh, which is sort of an unplugged, uh, so, uh, but but they never got to the unplugged. So uh, it's it's funny how things went there, but um, it's it's good that we all fans know that where the unplugs come from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so, uh, so so jumping back to topic, Jerry. Uh, after that, of course, uh, New Jersey became a, a very important part of my music history. Uh, of course, I started uh, listening to the previous albums, to Slippery and Wet, uh, to to and, and the first two albums, um, and and then there was this period, this four-year period, where where what? No more Bon Jovi? What's happening? So, <laughs> well, you had the, you had the Blaze of Glory. Well, uh, yeah, Blaze of Glory was there in the middle, but it Which was always so long. You still had yeah. something. You know, it's, it's like fans that say, well, there was nothing from these days to crush. Well, these days and tour was 95, 96, 97, you got a solo album from John, 98, you got a solo album from Richie. And then, you know, 99, we knew that sex sells the time, which became crush was getting, so it wasn't like really a hiatus or like band disappeared, you know, so, yeah. But, just a little, oh, just a little joke on the side, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> for for me it was an eternity from '88 to '92 uh, with Keep yeah. the Faith, and 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 there was no internet, there was no uh, way of uh, reading that much about what was going on. So you had to, I remember going to uh, stores uh, to to read magazines and uh, music magazines, of course, and trying to find news about if if uh, if if they were. Uh, yeah coming back or not until I, I remember exactly the moment I was uh, beginning. Uh, I, I think it's high school. Uh, uh, after, the first year after preli- uh, pre- preliminary. Is that what you call it? Uh, Prim- primary I, school? I anyway, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I was uh, uh, probably 13 years old, uh, 14 years old. Um, and and uh, 
this friend came to me with a magazine uh, and it had a, an article that that talked about Bon Jovi is reuniting and I was like yes finally after three four years after yeah, yeah and then and then uh keep the faith came out I remember exactly the moment when I I went to buy that CD and went to a friend's house that uh, also liked very much uh and and the intro also again an intro from I believe. Uh, I believe it's it's like wow another great intro and another great uh, CD of course uh, I think that Keep the Faith is also one of their biggest uh, albums. Oh yeah, it's, it's, I'll always say that I think the '90s era, you know, whether it was Blaze of Glory album, Keep the Faith, these days, I think that was the peak of John's vocals. Even songwriting, I, I think his songwriting got a lot better in the 90s. I mean, it was great in the 80s, obviously, but the 90s, I think he really mastered his craft with songwriting, the way that he sung the songs, and just his vocals. I mean, I, I'll always say this. I think Santa Fe is probably his best vocal song he's ever done. Yes, Has that's yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure if the the, the best. I, I, I need to think about that, but it's definitely one of the best. And uh, yeah, and it's such a great performance. It's uh, such a great feeling he he puts into that song. And yeah, uh, yeah I agree. Um, on the on the on the lyric side, uh, and and I think it's because starting on 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 keep the faith, uh, John started to to get into the social uh uh social yeah as he likes to call consciousness exactly uh because you you didn't have that in, in new jersey slippery that yeah. that was like an era of, of uh, a, a little bit more fun and uh but yeah. but starting with keep the faith uh the social consciousness uh is yeah. too vivid you know, what I think is, you know, the 80s, obviously, they were just, you know, the 80s, if you look back at it, a lot of it was very, a lot of these bands were just singing about sex, and some bands were singing about drugs, you know, and then rock and roll, and just having a, an overall good time. And you know, obviously, you know, the boy-girl songs, or the breakup mm -hmm. songs, you know, all that. And I, I think with Bon Jovi coming back together in 92, and I, it was a new decade music was changed the 80s hair bands weren't a thing anymore so i think john and the band they had to realize that and obviously john at this point was 30 years old he wasn't a 20 year old i'm 30 now and my whole mindset in life has changed from when i was in my 20s so i think john realized okay i'm not into that whole rock or that whole party thing you know let's start writing stuff that actually matters and you know socially conscious um and obviously you still had your ballads on there you still had your fun songs like i'll, I'll sleep when i'm dead or blame on the love of rock and roll fear uh woman in love all those you know those are fun songs but you know songs like keep the faith i believe um you know that was more so social and then obviously which we'll get into this i know we wanted to talk about the whole these days album which we'll get into here in a second but i guess now because i'm going to talk about it, these days album was probably their biggest socially conscious album that they've ever done yeah um by far yeah so let's get into i know you wanted to talk about the these days album in general so we'll uh talk about so we have to start off with what is your absolute favorite song on these days these days uh oh my god it's it's um uh, it's hard to answer that question since you have uh this uh very uh uh, strong rock song like Hey God, I love Hey God. Yeah. Uh, the, the message on Hey God, how, how John also delivers it live. Uh, it, it's 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 a ama an amazing song uh, with a lot of, of again social conscious or consciousness uh, behind it. Uh, but on the other side, you have songs like Lie to Me, which is I think also one of their greatest uh, ballads yeah uh, you know, that that to me was probably lie to me was probably one of those songs that kind of tied in with the boy girl thing but mm -hmm. also with the hard times that that people were going through is still to this day people can relate to that song because you know the song is about at least to me a boy and a girl or 
girl, girl, boy, boy, whatever, what have you. And just the love between the two people going through hard times and uh, every, everything is going bad in their life. Employment, the the cost of things, life, you know, like in the in the first verse, you know, rumor has that your dad's coming down to pay the rent, you know, so they can't afford the rent. And the one thing that's pulling them, the only thing that's pulling them through is love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the song suggests, if you don't love me, lie to me, because baby, you're the one thing that I believe. If you lose that, you you lose yourself and you, you've lost everything, you know, so that song particularly just has such a great social aspect to it and then the the love between two people mm-hmm. come together yes. so that i really like that you know as, as far as a bon jovi song goes and and i and i think that uh it's interesting what you're saying and i think that somehow because i understand the the context is somewhat different because uh unless i'm getting it wrong it talks about a, a, a lover relationship but then you have songs like Damned, where it's also about, it's also sort of a love song, but but on a different context. Uh, but it's That's... also got to do with a, a lot of social stuff and, and how how that relationship is also the, 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 the meaning of holding on to something or the reason of, of holding on to something. So it's it's very interesting how, how you get this uh, different messages or different contexts in, in in different songs from these days. Yeah. Um, you know, with Damned, you know, that song is, to me, is all about, you know, a woman cheating on her husband with uh, another man. And uh, that, that, was, that one was more of a, I don't want to say fun, but fun song on the album just kind of like you know like hey god you know it's, a, it's obviously a serious song but it's also a fun song to rock out to mm-hmm. uh, but uh you didn't answer my question though what is your absolute because i'm curious what is your absolute favorite song in these days i think i'd have to say lie to me lie to me okay okay mine would be hearts breaking even I absolutely love it's hard letting you go and something to believe in come pretty close to that though but yeah. hearts breaking even you know this kind of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the episode the way that John will write a song from the heart and then the way that he sings it the way that he sings it in the song has so much passion especially in the chorus hey I lied yeah I almost died mm-hmm. I cried I lied I almost died and just the way that he says that, I mean, that makes you feel that song. You know, that makes you get goosebumps and your heart sings and goes, damn, I can relate to that because we've all been in that kind of relationship where we know that it's time to throw in the cards. We know that this isn't going to work out ever and we're breaking up and this is it, you know, and and I, I love the title, Hearts Breaking Even and that one line too in the bridge Broken hearts can't call the cops. Yeah, it's the perfect crime. Man, that's probably that's probably my favorite line out of the whole album. You know, <laughs> I just I, I, I absolutely love that. Um, yeah, it's a great line. It's a great song. Also, uh, yeah. To be honest, it's it's not uh, on on my top three of the album, but I mean, it, the the whole album is great. Uh, uh, usually, there's one this this one song from each album that I say, eh. It's good, but like for example, "99 in the Shade" in New Jersey. Yeah, it's one that I would take off. And okay. I mean, I, I like the I like they mentioned Tommy and Gina, but uh, yeah, okay. But so other, yeah, Go so ahead. me, I would say the song that I would, and I I know I'll get some backlash on this because it's a fan favorite. The one song that I would take off of these days would be "Diamond Ring." It's a great song. I enjoy it, but I like the New Jersey demo a lot better because it was more electric guitar, a lot more drums, and just the vocals were kind of more raw. And because that's when they originally wrote and recorded that song was in in '88 during the New Jersey, and then it didn't make the album. And then they took it back out, re-recorded it, and put it on these days. But uh, I prefer the New Jersey demo a lot more of it. But, you know, Diamond Ring, I would have, 
it makes sense that it made down because it's a great song and it's a fan favorite. Me personally, I would have taken that off and I would have put put on All I Want Is Everything, which didn't make it on the U.S. album. I know it made it to some European editions, mm-hmm. but if I had to pick one that didn't make it on any edition, I'd say Wedding Day. Wedding Day was such a fantastic yeah, song. Yeah, I know. You know. I know. Um, but um, before we get into the optics, let's talk about the overall theme of the album. So obviously, and for the longest time, I always wondered this. John had said, because a lot of people, even the critics, said that this, is, this is their darkest album. John actually and Richie have said that this is actually their most, most positive album they've ever written. And so it took me a long time to realize that. But now... I, I've, I mean, I've really dug deep in the lyrics and the meaning of these songs and all that. And to me, I think it's one of those songs where you're down on your luck, misery loves company type of thing, but you're finding that optimism, you're finding that hope. You know, to sum it all up, this album is the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. You know, you're in a tunnel, but you're going towards that light, and that's where the positivity is. You know, that's how I interpret it. That's, that's an interesting interpretation. I, I hadn't uh, thought about it that way. Uh, to me, it's it it has always been like the darkest uh, album. Yeah. On, on the whole collection. I mean, 2020 has also a, a, a dark side, but in a very different way. These days, uh, I, I I was uh, chatting with some friends the other day about the, the grunge era. So and and uh, Nirvana and all, all these bands uh, that started grunge in the nineties. So uh, it's it's interesting for me. It's it's uh, like Bon Jovi ho- hopping in onto the the grunge uh, train. Yeah. Uh, the JBJ flannel area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, and and I think they did a fantastic job. Uh, oh yeah. Although you cannot compare uh, because it's totally different uh, Nirvana album to to these days uh, but but it totally makes sense with, with what what was happening with music on the 90s yeah and, and you know and I'll, I'll say I have I wanted to say one other thing too but before I do that to what you just said you're right because you know 95 you know these days became a huge monster hit in, overseas here in America it, it, it tanked and sadly it did it was perfect, but at the time of you know, here in America, America is all about the hits, that three-minute hit. But you know, we were transitioning from grunge to boy band, pop girl, pop music. You know, like Backstreet Boys, In Sync, and Ninety Eight Degrees, and Britney Spears, and blah blah blah. And so this time, rock and roll and you know, bands like Bon Jovi just weren't in the radar anymore. I mean, the radio barely played their music here in America. Yeah during these days and so these days was kind of just like an overlooked album but overseas everywhere it was just massive i mean it was a fan favorite to this day it's like that you know i just i feel bad because it's such an amazing album and it's overlooked especially to like the newer fans or the general fans you know oftentimes a lot of people i've met people who who kind of know a lot about Bonjour, like keep the faith and bounce and all those albums but they're like oh these days what's that it's like oh like yeah. that's, like you're missing out on an amazing treasure like yeah. that is like the epitome of Bonjour, the, be- the best of the best you know i, uh, I know i know and and, and I'm, I'm 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 a little bit relieved that you mentioned this because i thought that was something about latin america about mexico because uh, it happened the same here. Uh, these days, nobody knew about these days uh, besides the, the, the fans. But, uh, and, and, and a lot of people were like, what, Bon Jovi? No, New Jersey, that was the last of Bon Jovi. Even Keep the Faith wasn't such a big hit here in Mexico. Uh, so, so people like think about Bon Jovi ended with New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but uh, it's something that, uh, I think we fans have to live with uh, that. Uh, people are still surprised when you talk about Bon Jovi and Bon Jovi new album in yeah. 2020, or or hopefully there's a new new album coming uh, this year or next year. So uh, 
yeah, it's 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 kind of sad as a fan when when you get those comments like what Bon Jovi still? Yeah, yeah, but I I don't care because I'm happy yeah. with what they're, they're doing. You know, but what I really think revitalized the band was Crush and On because in 2000, you know, pop was just it, and they kind of I mean they were they had a poppy sound. But they really had, you know, they were from like a 40% pop sound to 70% pop sound. And that's my, post-2000 is my favorite era of Bon Jovi. I love the pop rock. You know, albums like Crush and Bounce and Have a Nice Day was a little more edgier. So it was Bounce a little bit, but with Poppy a little bit. Uh, you know, and Circle was kind of more of a rock. But you get what I'm saying. So I think yeah. you know, post-2000, they kind of revitalized themselves and, you know, were relevant, you know, because... They, at the time they're like you know what we're still relevant we're we're here you know 15 16 years later as a band we're still here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but but I, i'm kind of taken away from these days i want to go back into these days real quick the other thing i wanted to say about these days that i absolutely love about you know the depth of songs are the love songs they're not necessarily i love you baby i'll be there for you love songs oh, be there they're, for you. they're all they're all breakup songs, and you kind of wonder where these songs came from because John was already in a, in a great marriage. Richie was getting married, and and so, but you know, songs like this ain't a, even something for the pain. The the message and something for the pain was you know going through hard times and breakups. But you know, this ain't a love song. Lie to me, my or it's hard letting you go. Heart's breaking even. Um, if that's what it takes is kind of back and forth. But all those songs are about loss and going through a breakup and stuff. So, you know, the, the, I remember I've been through, when I was going through breakups and stuff, man, I'd, I'd put on It's Hard Letting You Go. That that song itself just puts you in a mood. You know, it's more of a somber song that you put on, you have on repeat, and you just let all out of all of your emotions. Man, the breakups, yeah. some of the breakups that I've gone through are pretty tough, and I, I'd, I'd play that song over and over and over and, Man. Yeah, it's it's a it's 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 a very specific and very special mood that uh, from that song. Uh, if 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 you are feeling down, it probably will bring you even below that. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's, it's a very strong song. It's a very strong yeah. song. Uh, I, I I also recall friends saying to me, uh, I got a lot of memories because my friends even tease me about the, the Bon Jovi fan. Thing. Uh, but uh, my friend saying, "What? That is so depressing. Why do you listen to that song?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I like. Yeah. See, I'm a sucker for depressing music, and say I will pick a slow, sad song over a uplifting sad song. I know that's crazy, but it's true. And, I, and I'm a pretty happy, positive person, and I'm not depressed or anything. But man, I I I just love songs that have depth into it and sadness and sadness leading to optimism you know those kind of songs you know yeah it's, it's all about the feeling that yep. uh, yeah those songs uh bring to you so yeah, yeah. And, and i and uh speaking about the ballads uh i think uh this this uh um this ain't a love song uh is is the one that uh connects a little bit with with the previous bon jovi i think it's it's yeah. the one that it's a little bit closer to i'll be there for you and uh this this uh 80s power ballads yeah uh, but again with this uh, again, this 90s grunge uh thing yeah. going on uh it's, it's one of my favorite ballads uh from the band and with what i said earlier you know kind of to talk about how those ballads on these days is kind of more of a breakup it's over kind of thing this ain't a love song is kind of more of a standout to the, the other ballads on there because this ain't a love song is more of like a confession of love you know like if all that i'm feeling is wrong then this then what what's love this ain't love you know mm -hmm. but it, but it is it is love because you're you're having all these emotions you know and uh i just love it and I, and I love the way that they performed it on that tour you know especially you know live from london is a perfect example when they did the same love song and at the end john you know throws his mic stand gets on his hands and knees and finishes off the song and gets up and, you know, starts to slowly fade away and walks off the stage. 
you know, and side note, I loved how they did did it with I'll Be There For You on the last tour. That was cool. It was good. So it was cool to see that again. But um, this ain't a love song. I'd love to see that live again. I, I miss seeing that one. Yeah, that's a great live song also. Yeah. So let's talk about a couple other things about these days, Adam, because I can keep going and going. I want to talk about the European bonus. Day. So Europe gets all these cool things. So obviously they got like the... All, they got bitter wine. All they want is everything on their standard edition, and then they also got like a blue. But I have it all downstairs, and I, I should have brought it up for this discussion. But they, you know, well, the whole world got like this limited edition black box set, which I have. It's downstairs. It's you know, holy grail these days collection, and then there's also the blue um, these days CD. You know, fa- fa- fans are watching. They know what they're they're talking. What yeah. we're, we're talking about all the Bon Jovi fans know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so, instead yeah. of orange, it's blue. <laughs> yeah. The band's a different set. So it's not the same picture, but it, you know, it's the same photography set and all that, but they're in different positions and looking differently. But um, I really loved it for so so we got some so we got the standard album, and then we got another disc of like uh, bonus outtakes and live tracks. One of the things that I really loved was their cover. I, I think Rolling Stones did this on Tumbling Dice, but David sings it on uh, that CD. Man, I love that. That is cool. Yeah. You know, or um, cool. what else? They, there was the outtakes. I think were um, or prostitute. I think Wedding Day was on there. Um, but I know the covers, if I remember correctly. I don't like Mondays. Crazy Tumbling Dice. And heaven help us. I, I don't know if uh, let's make it baby was was on that yeah. one too. Yep, that's on there. But that was actually a New Jersey demo that put, that got put on there. So either way, now there's four Bon Jovi songs I don't like. Let's make it baby is one of them. So <laughs> why not? It's a great song. I mean, it's it's all crazy and dirty, but it's a great song. A lot of people like it. Now, I ain't one of them. <laughs> if I'm the only person in the world that doesn't like it, well, I stand alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't play it in front of my kids or my mom, but yeah. uh, but it's definitely uh, how, how the interpretation. Uh, yeah. Wow. Like I said, I I, I love the, the band's catalog. There's only four songs out of the whole catalog that I don't like. That's one of them. One of them. But, um, we, we have to talk about the, the other three. I, I'm curious. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe okay. later, but so well, that's we can start this discussion now. Okay. Because um, I'm going to ask you the, the the same thing, and I'm going to actually put this down. All right. Um. So the other three that I don't like is um, it's another New Jersey one. Um, temptation. I I hate Temptation. Yeah. That's it, that's. Uh, a whole lot of leaving. I can't. I can't get into that one. I, it's not that whole lot of leaving is a bad song, but I can't. It, it killed it for me live because it was one of those songs that was always in the beginning of the band set on you know Circle Tour, What About Now Tour, This House Tour, and it's like the third or fourth song. Like you know, you have those first three songs live that are just up, amp, amped up in your face. And then they go into a whole lot of leaving as like a coming down song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. I mean, I would appreciate it for, you know, like, the, you know, like, do we still got it anymore the way that they did that live? But overall, I just, I couldn't get into that song. I just, the, the guitar work on it, I don't like. the Lyrically, it's good. Lyrically, I think it's great. But just, uh, mm-hmm. But it's funny because in the fall, I'll play it, you know, because the first verse, you know, it's pretty cool for late September. The autumn winds has been creeping. The summer sun's back. It's long gone. There's a whole lot of leaving going on. But that, so out of the four, that's probably the one I can tolerate. And then the, the fourth one is Come On Up to Our House. It sounds like it sounds like a Barney song. It sounds like <laughs> a song that would be, you, you know, what I'm talking the, the TV show Barney, the big purple dinosaur. It sounds like I love you, you love me, we're happy. You know, like, like it's a good message in the song, but it just sounds like we're all yeah. sitting in a circle holding hands and, you know, it just. I, I totally agree with that one. Not not with uh, a whole lot of living. I love that song. 
Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the the um, oh. coming up to our house is I, I don't like it either. I got one more actually. I got five. I lied to you. All hail the king. I can't I can't stand that one. Come on up to our house and hold all even. I can tolerate and somewhat get into here or there, but the three I cannot ever listen to. Temptation, um, let's make a baby, and all hail the king. Oh, I can't stand all hail the king. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. now I gotta hear the ones. That, how many do you? Uh, which one do you not like? To be honest, I I, I have never thought about it. Like these are my five or three or ten uh okay. song you cannot stand at all that you can never listen to uh jesus you said people are going to hate you they're going to hate me more about this but i don't like i just don't like uh the original version for uh who says you can't go home the, so the band version, not the Jennifer Nettles version. Band version. No, I, I like it with Jennifer because it yeah. makes a, a lot she, more. She, her voice is so sexy. I, I, you know, and, you know, back to, to do what you can, you know, that's kind of how it was for me to do what you can. I like the original do what you can, but then I loved it a lot more with that country twang and then Jennifer Nettles singing and she just sounds yeah. hot. I, I agree with do what you can also. Uh, don't like the original version that much also. I think that's uh, um, who says you can't go home and, and do what you can, although they, they talk about very different things. Uh, but they are sort of in the same. Uh, I don't know what it, what it is, to be honest, but but I, I just don't. Uh, I mean, I skip them when, when, when they, they, they play. Uh, but with Jennifer Nettles, I, I think both songs uh, were a yeah. big great uh, getting into this country uh, uh, country style, uh, which which by the way, I think is is one of the the things about uh, going back to um, uh, this other song you mentioned. Uh, ah, I'm sorry, the one from Lost Highway you don't like. Whole lot of leaving. Whole whole lot of leaving. Uh, I think that's that's part of, of what this album was about, about this uh, sort of getting a little bit into country uh, and, and and this song that the, the, the guitar, I don't know if it's a guitar, if it's a banjo or what. Uh, it's it's guitar. On the whole song, uh, but, but I think it gets you into that country mood, uh, which I'm not a big fan of country music, to be honest, but this makes up country rock uh, sometimes. Yeah that throws uh, or or brings us this kind of songs that I do like, like all of a lot of living. Uh, as, a, as a last topic, I, I kind of want to go back and talk a little bit about Jennifer Nettles. And you know what, I, I you, you said when you first got into what song you don't like, you said a lot of fans would be would hate you. But actually, you know, just from talking with a lot of my friends in the Bon Jovi fandom, a lot of people actually agree with you. I've, talk, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and, and a lot of people are like, you know what, the original band, you know, track number four and Have a Nice Day, didn't get me so good on that song. But, and, and you know, this is proof as far as charts go, because the band did release the original Who Says You Can't Go Home, you know, and it didn't, it didn't do that well. But then they released the country version with, who's, with Jennifer Nettles, and I mean, that was just a monster you know, that was almost like a it's my life thing for the band. It just rejuvenated the band. And um, it was just a massive song. And obviously, you know, like you said, it was just a, uh, it was a gateway to Lost Highway album. But um, you know, same thing, if I remember correctly, two years ago, which actually today is the anniversary, July 23rd, is the anniversary of Do What You Can band version, two years already. And then we got Jennifer Nettles, I think, September 23rd. And I remember when the band version came out two years ago, it, it was it was all it was in the charts, it was in the news and all, but it wasn't as big as I was expecting it to be. But then the Jennifer Nettles version came out and was just huge. And I, I love Jennifer Nettles and she's great. Her voice is sexy, she's an awesome person, she makes great music, but Jennifer Nettles isn't exactly huge and she's definitely not as huge as bon jovi so she's not 
making the band bigger because she's in the song, you know, like, but I think just those two coming together, you know, it was like a who says you can't go home 2.0. It just makes the song so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, I, th- I think for both songs, I, I will agree with you. I do think both versions with Jennifer Mills is a lot better than the original band version. Yep, totally. totally. Yeah. I think I think the way that John and Jennifer sing together with, you know, do what you can, you get a lot more goosebumps and that country twang in it. You know, that, I mean, that makes you really think about, you know, what we were going through in the pandemic. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on those. Yeah. So. And, I, and I'm going to also uh, mention, uh, I, I was thinking about this uh, while you spoke. Um, there, there's another song, and, and of course the original is uh, a legendary song, but uh, the, the, this, uh, this left field, field right version, I just think that was a, such a big mistake, living on a pair. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there, there, so um, a lot of people don't realize this. Living on a prayer on this stuff feels right. So there's two different versions. The first version was sung by a Russian lady. And for some reason, the uh, music company didn't like it. And they said, no, we don't want to put this on the album. And so it only got released on, in, on the Russian edition. And it, it's actually, it sounds pretty good. Um, it's a shame it didn't get released. I had, I, 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 this is the first time I've heard about this. Okay, yeah, so when, this, when Living Our Prayer was first recorded for This Stuff Feels Right, like I said, the record company didn't like it. The Russian singer, she said it just didn't blend well with John's vocals. And so it, it got put out in just Russia, the Russian edition. Mm-hmm. So the producer, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the producer of This Stuff Feels Right. It, it'll come back to me. But anyway, so the producer... Yeah. It's like, okay, who do we who do we get to sing the song with you? And so they got the producer's wife, Olivia Dabo, Dabo to sing with John on uh, Living on a Prayer. And th- the, that version is a lot better. But a lot of people don't realize that was the producer's wife, I believe. Okay. So I didn't know if he, it, was, it, he was the uh, producer's wife. I, 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 of course, know her for uh, this TV show, um, the, the Wonder Years? Yeah, so I'm looking up. I want to make sure that I'm right because I don't want to steal. My Bon Jovi knowledge is pretty, pretty, pretty good, so I think I'm right, but I don't want to steer anybody in the wrong direction of knowledge here. So let, I'm going to Google real quick and just make sure that I am right. Okay. So Patrick Leonard. I was, I was saying Leonard something, but it's actually Patrick Leonard. Okay. And then let me see if I can find, uh, yeah, Olivia Dabo. Mm-hmm. And she was, um, yep, she was married to Patrick. So it was his wife. So I was right. I was right with everything. Okay. Patrick, not, not to toot my horn here, but, yeah, they, but they actually divorced in 2012, I guess, it says here. But uh, so that's kind of. Some, so not a lot of people know that. So I know I know on Twitter and stuff, I kind of talked about people are like, really? Like, yeah, it's, just, it's kind of like one of those fun Bon Jovi facts, you know? Yes. But uh, anyway, so I, as you were saying, I know I got sidetracked from you on that, but as you were saying about it. Yeah, so so uh, again, I, I, I don't like it. Uh, that That's a... That's I love it. An, an album that has such ups and downs. I mean, uh, Bad Medicine, uh, Wanted. I think they did great jobs to to do this. Uh, okay. With that version. Uh, I I love this Love Feels Right album. You know, I, I think I love it more because that album was something that I had when my parents were divorcing, and right. uh, it was just something new for me. Something fresh in my life you know I, I was a kid too i was i mean 2003 so i was i was 11 and so you know we go back to the walkman you know i had the cd portable cd player with the double a batteries and the big headphones and i mean that was something new in my life you know and to see my parents fight and divorce and stuff you know so that was something fresh for me i think that's why i love the album so much 
Yeah, of course, uh, the, the moment you're living when an album comes out makes a big difference on, on how you look and how you listen to that those albums. So, uh, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. But yeah and um, I don't know. Uh, it's it's difficult to, to, to think about songs that I that I hate. Uh, yeah, I'd focus on would be, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Now, I, I was uh, uh, going to say that probably the, the majority would be uh, on the, uh, let's say, on the after uh, Have a Nice Day era. Um, to be honest, uh, I, I, I'm a big, big fan and, and I still uh, listen to Bon Jovi almost every day. Uh, but but I'm 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 more and and I know and I have and I know all all of the songs uh, all of the albums all of the songs, but for me uh, it's like they they reached the peak and and then I don't want to say that it came down uh, uh, roughly, but uh, but but they haven't been the same as as in yeah. I, I like very much have a nice day uh, I think it it's yeah. It's going a little bit back to the New Jersey uh, yeah. style. Back to that rock sound, yeah. Yeah, rock sound. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for, for ballads, the power ballads. Uh, yeah. I mean, Make Memory is, is one of my yeah. favorite Bon Jovi songs. Uh, my, my. After that, uh, but but uh, but I, but my my top thumbs would always be on, on the first uh, group, let's say, if we talk about two Bon Jovi groups, and not necessarily on this Crush uh, era that that I know uh, Crush is like uh, what where many people think about before and after Crush. Uh, I, I think more about uh, Have a Nice Day. Uh, when when was Have a Nice Day? Uh, September two thousand five. 2005. So yeah. yeah, I think that's that's uh, the, the I don't know how to say it in English, uh, but but the before and after for me. Uh, for yeah, Bonjour. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think you know before we conclude here, I think Have a Nice Day was kind of back to the you know they say that with the Circle album, but Have a Nice Day I think was back to that rock route that they had you know with Crush and Balance, which I think are fantastic albums that those albums were more of a pop rock heavier pop sound you know with balance it was definitely a pop rock album but you know songs like undivided uh hook me up and uh balance those three were kind of more of a heavier rock sound mm -hmm. but the rest of the album you know like every day misunderstood all about loving you and all the other songs were definitely more poppier which i love yeah but i think definitely. with how they say they kind of revive because if you look at it, there's not really a love song ballad Exactly on, on the album is mm -hmm. a socially um, album and uh, back to that rock root thing. Yes, yeah, so, so it's it's kind of a this uh, rock root, but also with this uh, social also conscience uh, in that in, in in so many songs. I mean, for example, "Welcome to Wherever You Are." That's one of my favorites, and uh, it, it has a, such a powerful lyrics. Uh, and 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 the song is great. I mean, uh, who, who I I don't uh, imagine someone not liking uh, it's, wherever you are. It's a huge fan favorite, and it was a single. And it's such a shame that it it kind of, it, it tanked. I think Have a Nice Day kind of overshadowed it. And who says? But Welcome to Wherever You Are was a single in a lot of countries, and it 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 tanked on the charts. But I never cared about charts or what critics said. You know. My thing is, if I like the if I like the song, I like it. Yeah. But you know, with "Welcome to Everybody," like you said, I don't know how anybody can not like it because it's such a song that anyone can relate to. You know, whether you listen to the lyrics or you watch the music video, it teaches you that we're all in this world together. You're no better than me. I'm no better than you. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, the, we're we all make mistakes and. You know, we're all in different. We're all in different parts of our lives. You yeah, know? you have to appreciate the moment, uh, even if it's a, 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 a not such a good moment. You have to appreciate because there's there's always something good, uh, and that, that it's it's uh, that as it says, the beginning, the, the end of a new beginning. Uh, 
every new beginning is some beginning's end, which you know to me means aspects of life. You know, one door closes, another door opens. You know, so yeah. Well, anyway, buddy, we're out of time here, but I wanted. I we had a great discussion. I really enjoyed chatting with you here. And uh, I'm glad you took the time out of your busy day to come on and, and chat with me. We, you know, talked about a lot of things and uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for the invite, Jerry. It was very fun. Uh, and I hope we can do this again soon. I know you have a big list uh, <laughs> of waiting, but uh, yeah. if we can do it again, I'd be so happy to. Yeah, I, I know. I think you signed up to be on it for like two years ago. And uh, my list is literally, I think I have like four or 500 people that want to be on it and signed up to be on it. So I'm just going down the list person to person. And so I got enough guests and I got some surprises coming too, but I got enough guests to last me for the next five years. What I'm trying to say is thank you for being patient and, you know, waiting your turn. And, and I was glad to have you on. Yeah, don't worry, Jerry. Uh, I totally understand. And uh, also, congrats for for your Twitter. Uh, it's it's amazing how you have all this info, and that's why I was saying uh, I, I I consider myself one of the biggest fans, <laughs> at least in Mexico. But next to you, it's like, oh my God, this guy knows so much, has so much. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I probably would have a lot of stuff like you do. Uh, if if back in the 80s or 90s we had internet, uh, I probably had uh, bought so much stuff, but there 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 was nothing. So uh, it was kind of difficult getting hold of of so many things. Yeah, you know, and I leave it with this. Um, I always say though, no fan is better than the other. Just because you have more of this or you know more of this or you've been to more shows does not mean you're a bigger fan at all. I think, you know, we're all equal as fans. We, what, what matters at the end of the day, we love the band. Exactly. The music grabs us and we share a big part of our lives with the music and the band and, and in return of that, this band has given me so many incredible friends like you. So I, I always say no fan is better than the other. It doesn't matter if you've only been to one show or you've been to a hundred, you're still as equal. So yeah. thanks again, buddy, for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again for the invite. All right. You stay safe, okay, buddy? Likewise, Jerry. Bye bye.